Today I want to talk to you in this meditation about falling back because I believe that today is one of the most significant messages that I've preached even during this pandemic and it's important that you get a hold of what God is saying because I believe that my thesis today which declares to fully experience what God has placed inside of you what God wants to live you must die to what you desire so that his plan can manifest in your lifetime. God has a plan and a purpose and he wants it to manifest in your lifetime. But the longer that we take to engage the purpose and the plan of God, the more we delay the better version of us that God has planned. I've discovered it's a metaphysical truth. A metaphysical truth that is this. The more we die, the more we live. And the more we live, the more we die. So I die to live and I live to die. And the more I die, the more I live. When you begin to understand that, and during this pandemic, I've been hearing in my spirit that the Lord is saying one word over and over. Restitution. Come on, somebody shout restitution. restitution. You see, this is a, a strong word because when you look at scripture, you recognize that the enemy has been attempting to steal so many things from New Hope and from those around the globe during this pandemic in the body of Christ and outside. And for the most part, we've just let it happen. We've let it go. We've let it slide. But the Lord said there's a biblical law of restitution that you must be given back what Satan has stolen come on somebody shout I want it all back you see the Bible speaks about restitution of even seven times the amount I want you to get this in Proverbs 6 and 30 and 31 that the, and I love the, the passion translation and it says it this way you can almost excuse a thief if he steals to feed his own family. Verse 31 in the last. But if he is caught, he still has to pay back what he stole sevenfold. His punishment and fine will cost him greatly. The word of God. Do you realize what God is saying? He's saying that we are in an hour and this is a moment where your restitution is now in front of you. But it's time to fall back. I'm going to take you to the scripture. And I want to go to, quickly, James chapter 5. And when we go to James chapter 5, I want you to meet me at the two verses, 17 and 19. And I'll get started today. Because I believe that this is so important that the Lord says, don't wait, get to it. When you see it on the screen, say amen. If it's not there, say wait for me. And I'm waiting for you at home. If you can't see it on the screen, this is what we're declaring. Come on, let's read it together. I'm going to start with you and then I'm going to tail off and I'll pick you up at the end. The word of God for the people of God. Father, today, as we pray again, we fall back in 
order that you may be glorified. Today I pray, Lord, that you would, everyone that is listening, everyone that is connected to us, Lord, on YouTube, and those that are connected in the house, I pray that your spirit, O oh God, would come upon them now. I pray that you would, Lord, be a canopy over them in a, a, a field, a surround, a, 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 a force field around them. I pray, Lord, that you would also, Lord, quicken my mind and loosen my stammering tongue. I sit the self in me down that your spirit would rise up. But, Lord, I pray today that as we deal with these strongholds, that you would set captives free as we return to the stronghold because we are prisoners of hope. Lord, as we go forward now, we give you all the glory, all the praise, and all the honor. It's in Jesus' name we pray. And the people of God said. Now before you sit down, give your neighbor the finger and say, it's time to fall back. All right. Come on, wasn't that wonderful worship? Give God praise for that. Come on, can we give God some praise? There's three people giving him praise. Praise God. There's more people giving him praise. You know, when I was a child, we were taught a, a particular game, and that game was, was a trust game. And during that trust game, it was interesting because what we would do is we would be encouraged. Don't go too far, Michelle. Thank you. We would be encouraged to fall back into the arms of a trusted adult. Our children have gone out to the Kidsville, but I, I want to I demonstrate something for you. Could you come here, Michelle, please? <laughs> Is Amelia over there? Yeah. Well, well, she can come first. Come on, Amelia, why don't you come? Come on, make her welcome. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. Isn't she lovely? Isn't she wonderful? All right, stop right there. We we'll just give him a little something, something. Amelia, would you come, please? Now that you're in grade 14 and you're a whole lot taller, just as beautiful. <laughs> I'm gonna ask you to do something for me because as we social distance, I'm gonna ask you to turn around, close your eyes, and on the count of three, I just want you to come and fall into my arms when I give you three. One, two, Three. Come on, give a hand, give a hand, give a hand. You know, I've had the, the wonderful privilege of baptizing her and watching her grow, and I've been able to see how God continues to bring her from uh, adolescence to a young adult and to a woman. And I'm excited about what God is doing. But I'm going to ask, even right now, um, Lyle, would you come, please? Yes, I know. 
you're grumbling, but it's okay. He'll get over it. Come on, clap your hands, everybody. Clap your hands. You see, I, I love Lau because not only as an accountant and a man of numbers and a man of, you know, uh, logic, <laughs> he, uh, he understands the importance of doing things by the numbers. Now, I'm going to ask you, Lau, if you would now, on the count of three, I'm going to ask you to fall back. Fall back. Huh? <laughs> Did you hear what he said? He said, are you there? <laughs> That's not guaranteed. I just asked you to follow the directions, all right? I just asked you to, to fall back. No, give me three. Yeah, see? All right. One, he's, he's, just, he's just making sure that he's close to me. That wasn't trust. That was just making sure that he was close to my voice. <laughs> Three. Come on, give a big hand. Lyle, I love you. But what I wanted to show you is when we're a child, it's much easier for us to trust than when we become an adult. And it's not that we're any different. It just means we have more information going on between our ears. And our battle is taking place between our brains. That's where the big fight is happening with most of us. And so as much as we'll come and we'll listen to a service, we'll be involved in church, and we can sing praise, and we can laugh and do everything like that, the real test and the real, real challenge is can we trust God when we cannot trace him? Will we still fall back? into the arms of grace. You know, today as we're moving forward, I, I really believe that the Lord has been saying to me that, that he said, don't be at a place of apathy or a place of depression where you just let things happen. He said, you have to decree, I want it all back. Because Either this word that we preach each Sunday and every day that we read is the truth of God or it's the biggest lie ever written. However you take it will determine your destiny. It's either the biggest lie ever written or it's got to be the truth. You see, Jesus said, if I don't do what my father sent me to do, you have every right not to believe. But if I do, there is no excuse. You know, when you look at this law of restitution, I believe the Lord has been really speaking to my spirit and saying, it's time to be aggressive and it's time to rise up and to shake off your apathy and shake off your depression and shake off the melancholy and everything that is not like God. You know, when I think about how long we've been in this pandemic and as I look at how church service has completely changed, and we're doing things different. I don't believe this is a new normal. I believe that this is completely a new game altogether. 
And because it's a new game altogether, I believe that God says that this did not catch him off guard. It's not by surprise, happenstance, or chance. He knew we would be here, and he put everything, every ingredient in this for life and godliness for you to be victorious. Somebody give him a big amen. amen. My subthesis is this. Believers are never stuck unless they choose to be stuck. God is exalted, the devil is defeated, and we've got the victory. That settles it. Come on, say this with me. Believers are never stuck unless they choose to be. God is exalted. The devil is defeated. And we've got the victory. Now give him praise if you believe it. Come on, give him praise if you believe it. No, I'm not talking about giving an opera clap. I'm saying give him praise if you believe it. I'm talking about give God a real praise if you believe it. If the devil is defeated and you got the victory, give God the glory. On the count of three, shout yes. One, two, three. You see, this is so important for us because I feel like as we're beginning to go into the fall, summer's not over yet. And I'm not talking about the Tim Horton leaf when you look at that thing and say, oh, it's back to school. But I'm telling you, God said it's time to fall back. You see, not only is fall back a trust, and trust is all about commitment. Fall back is also about us being in a place of submission to the high command of our imperial king. You know, the early church used to say, Jesus ho kyrios. In other words, they were saying glory to the living God, the true king, Jesus Christ. That was the early church's anthem. And today I hear him saying that when you allow me to be glorified because you take my word as the truth, he said then you just fall back into position and in order to get to you, they have to go through me. So you've already got the victory because you've got the right man in charge of your life. I know I'm preaching to somebody right now, but it's time for you to fall back. Because if you fall back, he will take the charge. He's going to take the lead in your life. You know, when you look at this whole season that we're in, we're in a place where God is not just restoring some things. He's bringing restitution. Everything that he promised in this year of pay, this year of wisdom, this year of speaking things into existence, he will bring to pass. I don't care if six months have already passed. Whatever he promised, God is good for the promise. Can I get an amen in the house? It doesn't matter what you're going through right now. I believe that this pandemic did not necessarily put something there. It just exposed what was already there. I've always heard that pigs love to wallow in the mud. But I learned growing up, and I shared with you before, that I was at a, a, near a meatpacking place, and I, I learned that pigs don't wallow in the mud because they just enjoy it. They wallow in the mud because they have to. They wallow in the mud because they literally do not have sweat glands, and therefore they are prone to hyperthermia. But humans do not need to be stuck in the mud. Each of us can relate to God in such a way that we don't have to be stuck. We only choose to be stuck. Stuck is a, 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 a position and it is, it is a disposition of a mind that is in absolute conflict between who's in control, me or God. Now this is 
one of those messages that you're right now saying, Lord, he's in that mood. Yes, yes. No, it's not just the mood. It is in a declaration. And I'm saying that we've got to get this as a church or we might as well just shut the doors all together. Because a lot of people are feeling very comfortable about doing Zoom church. But I believe that God is not really in the Zoom church, but he's calling us to be the church right now. And it's time for us to Zoom, Zoom, get into position and declare the Lord omnipotent. Right? Can I get an amen in the house? Oh, yes. I had a situation that took place right before this pandemic. I was coming out of the studio. And when I was coming out of the studio, it was late night. And I'm driving on the road. And then all of a sudden, I get off the 407 and a freakish just blackout takes place. And, and, and my windshield goes white. And there's a fog everywhere. All of a sudden, I'm trying to correct the steering. And I hit a curb because I couldn't see anything. Everything was completely like being a golf ball in a, in, a, in, a, in a snowstorm. I'm talking about, I couldn't see a thing. And then all of a sudden, bam, I heard something, and, and my tires started going wonky, and I couldn't hardly steer, and I got the car off to the side of the road, and uh, I was just happy to be alive and to get out of that without a scratch. Some of us, we need to be a little bit more grateful when we survive some stuff. You're here not because of your good driving and not because of your good behavior, but because God kept you. Come on, somebody. If he kept you, give him a praise because he kept you, because he's been with me, and he said he wouldn't leave me or forsake me. No, you need to praise God better than that because I know if it had not been for the grace of God, I wouldn't have the job. I wouldn't. My God, am I the only one that is grateful in this house? Come on, give him a grateful praise in this place. Oh, yeah. If you believe it, shout yes. One, two, three. Yeah. Go sit down now. You take it up my time. I just really believe that. You see, this is important because I believe community is important. I believe us, what we're having right now, this, this conversation, I believe there's an exchange of the spirit realm that is taking place. And this is why I want you to get this, because today, you too may be going through the same feeling like I did. I was a little bit afraid. I was by myself. And then all of a sudden, I said, either I stay here and wait till the morning, or I'm going to have to get up and start moving in the direction. I was about four kilometers, maybe five kilometers from home, and I didn't have my cell phone. So the first thing that I did is I, I said, oh, man, I tried everything that I could to get myself from being stuck, but I could not do it by myself. I ended up walking all the way home, but I believe that God set that up, and he set me up. And I believe he set me up because he wanted to have a conversation with me. He allowed me to survive it in order for me to start talking to him about some stuff because he started asking me some questions. I don't know if he asked you those questions or when you're going through something, you hear this voice that says, why are you so upset? What do you believe in? What is your faith in? As I was going through that situation, the Lord was, was literally reinforcing his, his sovereignty in my life. And every step that I was taking, I was getting a little stronger because it sent me into a place that it was pushing me closer to Jesus. And I began to start saying, yes, Lord, I know what you're saying. I know my Redeemer lives. Thank you, Lord, for what you've done. Thank you for how you brought me out of there. There's nothing like trouble to elevate your faith level to get you into a place that you stop thinking about yourself and you start thinking about your God. I don't 
don't know who I'm talking to right now. Right now, you're going to have to step up and put the good, the big girl pants on, the big boy pants on, and have a conversation with God. Come on, give God some praise in this place. Now, see, I feel like preaching this morning. I feel like preaching this this morning because I, I really believe that, that all of us are going through something right now. I believe that all of us desperately need to get off the road that we've been on. Jesus asked a man in, in, in John chapter 5, 1 through 9, a question. And he asked this man a question. As he asked him, I was thinking, I said, that doesn't really make a whole lot of sense. Because in, in John chapter 1 through 9, I want you to pick it up with me at the fifth and the sixth verse. And let's read down to the seventh, and I want you to see something in there. This man had been at a place of being stuck for 38 years. And being stuck for 38 years, Jesus comes through the sheep gate, and when he comes in, he sees this man at the pool, and he sees a lot of other sick people around as well. But as soon as he sees this man, he asks him a question. Now, isn't that interesting? Because whenever God asks a question, he already knows the answer to it. So the question, the answer is asking the question. Jesus is the answer to the question. But Jesus is asking the question. And the man now begins to reveal what's going on on the inside of him. And I believe that this inner conversation is an inner conversation that all of us are having during this pandemic at one time or another. Jesus sees this man at a pool, sees him in a condition. This is somewhere around the 158th day of the pandemic. And Jesus comes to you and asks you a question. Do you want to be made well? He didn't say, do you want a raise? Do you want to get the house or the husband? Do you want a promotion? He asked a question. Do you want personal pronoun to be made well? Now, he could see that this man is, is there, but watch what his, his answer indicates. He says, sir, when the water is stirred, I have no man to put me in the pool. I see three things that this man is doing, and I really believe that this is important, and I don't want to get ahead of myself, but I want to ask you a question for today. Do you want to be made well? Or have you been used to the situation that you've been through that's discouraged you? Now, now wait for the answer. Because remember, either this is the biggest lie ever written or it's got to be the truth. Today, I believe that we're going to take on a stronghold and it's going to break today by the grace of God. And I believe that there's going to be a revealing of God's purpose and his plan over your life. You know, 2 Timothy 3, 16 and 17, the Passion Version, and I've been loving this. It says, every scripture has been written by the Holy Spirit, the breath of God, and it empowers you by the instruction, correction, giving you strength to take the right direction and leads you deeper into the path of godliness. Then you will be God's servant, fully mature, and perfectly prepared to fulfill any assignment that God gives you. After Jesus asked this question, this man begins to now say, I don't have any man to put me in the pool. You know, you don't have to stay stuck, but as long as you're pointing fingers, you will stay stuck. Amen. 
As long as you're looking at others to do something for you, you will stay stuck. You see, what I learned about this man, and I said, why did Jesus come to him out of all of those that were at this pool? Well, I believe because he had been there, watch this, 38 years, and he kept on coming. Don't miss this. Because he kept on coming, Jesus knew how many times that he was at the pool. As long as you keep on coming, God sees your steps. For, because the steps of a good man and a good woman are ordered of the Lord. God literally sees when you're coming. No matter what you're coming with, it will come to pass and not to stay if you just keep coming. You see, this is a spiritual truth. But you've got to die to what you want most in your desires for what God has planned for you to come alive. Because two plans cannot exist. In one life. But you say, whoa, pastor, what am I dealing with? I thought you'd never ask. What I believe today, the spirit that we're taking on is a spirit that is called mind-blinding spirits. Now, don't, don't check out on me right now. Stay with me. Because I got to do a little bit more teaching than preaching on this one. Because this spirit I've seen during the pandemic has been so pervasive that it is everywhere across the globe. It operates in a spirit of fear, a spirit of rejection. It operates in a spirit where people literally, it prevents breakthroughs from happening and making effort very difficult and complicated at best. It goes beyond any emotional ailment and behavior pattern of wrong thinking to a demonic spirit attacking your mind. The strong man operating behind your stronghold that is Preventing your deliverance is a mind-blinding spirit. A stronghold is a place of operation between the truth and a lie. That's why they call it a stronghold. But watch this. I need you to get this. 2 Corinthians 4, 3 through 6, the Passion Translation says this. Even if our gospel message is veiled, it is only veiled to those who are perishing. Verse 4, watch this. For their minds have been blinded by the God of this age. Leaving, leaving them in unbelief. Their blindness keeps them from seeing the dayspring light of the wonderful news of the glory of Jesus Christ, who is the divine image of God. We don't preach ourselves, but rather the lordship of Jesus Christ, for we are your servants for Jesus' sake. Verse 6 and the last. For God who said, let brilliant light shine out of darkness, is the one who has cascaded his light into us, the brilliant dawning light of the glorious knowledge of God as we gaze into the face of Jesus. Now, this mind-blinding spirit will put you on lockdown. This mind-blinding spirit will cause you to start feeling rejection. You see, people aren't receiving their full freedom because this mind-blinding spirit is not being discussed in church. Not during the pandemic. We've been talking about fear. We've been talking about all these things. But we're tapping around about some issues instead of going head on in what we're dealing with. The God of this world has blinded minds. And that blindness is not a blindness of your eyes, but it's a blindness of your vision. It's a blindness that makes, you, makes it difficult for you to be able to really feel like like. Studying the word or, or sharing about Jesus or, or praying or, or doing things. Do I got a witness in this place? Does anybody know what I'm talking about? That it makes it a little bit difficult to do things that you should automatically do? 
Your creativity seems like it is just diminished. Your enthusiasm and wanting to exercise or get up or do anything seems to be just blocked. Everything seems to be disjointed, disrupted, and always in a place of, God, I don't feel completely myself. Can I get a witness in this house? This spirit, as I've been praying, the Holy Spirit said, it's a mind-blinding spirit. Because the God of this world has blinded the mind. Number one, they began to say the church is not an essential service. And when that began to take place, the Lord says, we just let it happen and we just took it. Because we, we can't necessarily go forward and head on with this, but we can get behind the Lord of Lords and the King of Kings. We can step into a place where we say, God, I'm going to trust you even when I can't trace you. You see, this spirit of fear, anxiety, depression, and mental illness, these spirits are potent and keep people in emotional prisons. They keep you angry, passive, stagnant in your spiritual walk. Thoughts are plagued in your mind and they tell you things that are contrary to the word of God. But today it breaks in Jesus' name. I said today it breaks in Jesus' name. Today it breaks in Jesus' name. Today your creativity comes back in Jesus' name. Today your fight comes back in Jesus' name. Today your joy comes back in Jesus' name. Today your peace comes back in Jesus' name. Today, come on, somebody shout, today. And you say, how do we do that, Pastor? Well, A, number one, what you have to do is this. You got to keep on showing up because Jesus noticed the man. Jesus, after noticing this man, out of all of the sick people, asked him this question. And he's asking us the same question today. He's saying, do you want to be made well? Well, if you want to be made well, it's not just one service, but you got to keep showing up. Amen. It's not just one preach, it's you got to keep showing up. It's not just one prayer meeting, you got to keep showing up. It's not just one devotion, you got to keep showing up. It's not just one time of laying hands, you got to keep showing up. It may be 38 years, but you keep laying hands, God's going to show up because he notices what you're doing. Somebody say, show up! But if you show up, what you got to do with the second thing is this, B. You've got to be able to loose your passive attitude. Today, I'm telling you, I don't feel like this is just a happy, clappy message. This is a message that is declaring the church is moving forward. This is a message that is declaring it's time to fall back. It's time for the ushers to get back in position. It's time for now the worshipers to get in position. It's time for all of the body of Christ to fall in to what God has called them to do. Otherwise, we're going to be vacillating, oscillating, and we're going to find ourselves wondering, how do we move forward? You see, what I've discovered is passive Christianity is over. This pandemic has revealed that. Jesus said to this man, do you want to be made male? He said, man, I don't have anybody to put me in the pool. Jesus knocked this thing out of the park because what he says, bro, you got to quit pointing fingers and trying to think about somebody else because your answer is right now asking you, do you want to be released? You see, I believe, and I believe that this big hope question, what you really have been believing for and have you really been moving forward in God is saying, you are now the litmus test whether you believe it. Your prayers are now demonstrating more than coming into a service. But God is also saying this. 
Everything that I promised you at the beginning of the year, a double-double. Everything I promised you with wisdom. Everything that I promised you with upgrade. Everything that I promised you in your marriage. Everything I promised you in your ministry. Everything I promised you, I'm good for it. I can bring it to pass. I don't need a whole year, 365 days. I can do it in six months. I can bring it to pass overnight. God says, suddenly it's going to come on you. My God, somebody shout, suddenly. But you got to keep showing up, baby. And you got to get out of your passivity. This, you got to be aggressive in this season. Jesus said something so powerful in, in John 16, 24. He said, until now, you've not been bold enough to ask the Father for a single thing in my name. But now you can ask and keep asking him. And you can be sure that you're going to receive what you ask for. And your joy will have no limit. Watch this, until now. Somebody say, until now. You see, this question, this until now, is literally a statement that describes a situation that has existed up until this very moment. And until now, your life has been a certain way, with certain circumstances, limitations. However, it's about to change, and now you're about to move forward in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, if you'll say, up to now, I have not prayed according to the word, but today, I make a purpose in my heart that I am going to go God's way. I'm going to do exactly what he wants me to do, when he wants me to do it, how he wants me to do it, in the name of Jesus. Can I get an amen? amen. Are you making me preach a whole lot harder than I need to preach? Come on, somebody say, preach, preacher. I'm doing the best I can. You see, because I'm telling you, this word, I've been staying up with this because I knew that I was going to come against principalities. Come on, put your hand on your head right now. Say this with me. God, help me to believe I am what you say I am. God, help me break through this spirit of oppression of my mind in the name of Jesus. I believe it by faith. I receive it in Jesus' name. Now give him a praise like an only child. Come on. Come on, praise him. I said praise him. No, I said praise him. Praise him. No, praise God. No, give him a real praise. Give him a praise. I believe what you did, God. I believe I'm out, God. Come on, you may be seated. See, I needed to do that because I know what I'm coming up against during this time. For well, the Bible said we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principality and powers and spiritual wickedness in high places. So that means that this message is not going to be necessarily received with a whole lot of, 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 of greeting. But I believe that it's being broadcast to all of Canada right now. And everybody that gets this is going to get a breakthrough and those blinders are coming off of their mind in the name of Jesus. I believe that Satan has to give up now because the curse has expired and the people of God are ready to rise up. Esther's army is rising up in this... I believe that God said your ministry is being loosed now in Jesus' name. Somebody say, loose it now. You see, the spirit realm operates by hearing and by, by your words. You got to speak to it. You can't think it. You got to speak to those things. 
You see, this is so important because when Jesus said, ask, he's literally saying, since the beginning of time, the gospel has suffered violence, but the violent take it by force. You have to be violent about the call of God on your life. You've got to literally begin to fight for it and declare, I am, it doesn't matter if I'm in a church and, and, and in a building, I'm still going to praise God. I'm going to praise God in spite of what man says. I'm going to praise God when I'm walking. I'm going to praise God when I'm running. I'm going to praise God when I'm driving. I'm going to praise God because I believe that God still inhabits the praises of his people. The last thing that I have to give you is this. You got to respond. You can't just keep coming. You can't just get aggressive, but you got to respond. If you do not respond, partial obedience is no obedience at all. It's disobedience. John 5, 8, Jesus said to him, rise up, take your bread, your bed, and walk. This wasn't a suggestion. It was a command. I think we've been just too much friend and company with Jesus. That he, you know, we, we, we just want him to be just too close to us to be what we are when we don't realize that Jesus right now is living to make intercession for us. Jesus has already given a plan, and he says, upon this rock, I'll build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. He's literally said, you've already got the victory. He says, I've already won the victory, but now what you're doing is now waging war against whatever is trying to tell you that I did not win it. The devil literally is trying to make you look at, look at life according to his circumstances. And his circumstances means that he's been judged and he's already been cast away. He has some power, but he does not have all power. Jesus has all power. And he said the Holy Ghost is inside of you. And with God inside of you, who can stand against you? My God, the church needs to get an aggressiveness right now. You need to get a pit bull faith in you. Oh, God. You see, when Jesus commanded him, he instructed him and he says this. He said, I need you to move when I tell you to move. I need you to fall in. He said, this trust is all about commitment. I need you to fall into my arms and know that I'm going to keep you and I'm going to rock you. And nobody is going to take you from me. No matter what happens, you're in my arms. And when you're in the arms of Jesus... I don't care what comes against you. No sickness, no disease, no famine, nothing can stop you. Now, see, I'm not, I'm, I don't have my head buried in the sand. I realize what's happening around the world. I know what you're going through is real. But, baby, should I be believing you or should I believe the word of God? Whose report will you believe? I will believe the report of the Lord. Is anybody else going to believe the report of the Lord in this house? Is anybody else going to? Is anybody, anybody, anybody going to trust God and say God is going to bring me through? Thank you, buddy. You see, because God says it's time to take these training wheels off. It's time to get rid of the pacifier. It's time to get rid of the crutches. It's time to move from sight to faith. It's time to move from hope so you can know what you know that you know that you know. It's time to move from milk to meat. In other words, the Lord says, when the Lord says it's time, nobody can stop it. It's dollar time. Glory to God. you got to understand that all you've got to do to get unstuck is just fall back. But once you fall back, you've got to begin to move forward. 
I believe that somebody today is going to leave this place a whole new woman, a whole new man. You know what? <laughs> when I was stuck on the side of the road, I was by myself. But I recognized I wasn't by myself because with God for me, who could be against me? No matter if I was in a dark moment, can somebody just really be honest and say, this has been rough for me? Come on, this pandemic's been rough. Anybody else? Come on, raise your hand so I can see it. You at home as well. Yes, that's why I told you this is a significant message. Because not only did my mother graduate during this time, not only did things happen and, 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 and I had to adjust to it, but I recognized this is not a time when things are going to go back to normal. So what I've got to do is go back to the stronghold and be a prisoner of hope. I've got to come back to what I first believed. Today I'm going to give you an opportunity as the choir comes forward right now. The first question I'm going to ask you is, do you want to be made well? There are some people that are listening right now under the sound of my voice. And just like you saw Amelia, she fell into my arms because she was sure that I had the strength to cradle her. But watch this. Lyle, I love him, and he's a man of faith, but he was calculating can he catch me? When will he say three? Because I want him to say three so I know he's paying attention. Some of us do that with God. We want to know that God is paying attention. But even when God is silent, he's good for it. So trust him in the silence that he's going to come through for you. Because he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. But some of you have never just completely surrendered and trusted him. And it's time to fall back. Might be a hundred steps between you and God. He's already taken the 99. You just have to take the one. I've enjoyed today. I've embellished. But this man that was there for 38 years, he just kept coming. And not only did he keep coming, but he got aggressive. And Jesus told him, go and sin no more. I believe that the only thing that's separating us from God is our sin. For all has sinned and come short of the glory of God. But God has laid the iniquity of us all upon him. And he said, if you will confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. Because it's with the heart one believes that trusts. And it's with the mouth one confesses. you got to make a sound. If you want heaven to be your home, I won't embarrass you, but I'm going to ask you to pray this prayer with me all over this room right now. And just declare this, Jesus... I surrender. I turn from doing things my way. I confess my sin. I don't conceal it. And I turn to you and give you my personal permission for your heavenly intervention. Come into my heart, Lord. Make me the person you want me to be. And Lord, fill me with your Holy Spirit. I want you. Nothing else will do. It's in Jesus' name I pray. And the people of God said? Now, if you prayed that prayer, I want you to hit that number at the bottom. 
Give me those claps. Give me those, those hearts. But you that are in here, I'm going to ask you, a gift is not yours until you receive it. I want you to lift your hand up if you've not received that gift and you want heaven to be your home. On the count of three, I will not embarrass you. If you're saying, Jesus, I want you to be the boss of my life. On the count of three, lift up your hand and receive the gift and see a hand coming down from heaven to reach yours. One, two, three. Lift up that hand. Praise God. Praise God. Those of you who have lifted your hand, please hit that number on the screen and say, I received it, Pastor B. Now, this is the second one. We're going to do some business with God. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principality and powers and spiritual wickedness in high places. So this is where we're going to make a decree. And all of you that says, I'm ready to fall back and let the Lord handle this battle. But I realize that as soon as the blinders come off, now the real fight begins. And if you're ready to get up tomorrow and pray and say, God, I believe this and decree those things and go back to the place where he gave you a promise and stand on it. It's going to come to pass. Everybody that's saying, I mean business and I'm ready to fall back because I've fallen into his arms, but now I want him to take the lead. You stand to your feet right where you are. We're going to decree some things. Job said, decree a thing and it shall come to pass. If you're standing up at home, I want you to stand up. Get out of your pajamas. Don't go to the refrigerator. But we're going to make some declarations. Again, you can't whisper to a spirit and expect it to leave. It comes there because it has legal access. And until you break that authority, you will not begin to see the creativity and the power of your ministry move forward or your marriage begin to move in a place of peaceful bliss. But today, take authority in the name of Jesus because a lesser authority cannot supersede a greater authority. You've got authority in the name of Jesus. Everybody stand to your feet that is making this declaration today. By faith, pray this with me. Before you pray that, I want you to pray yourself and say, God, I want to be free. I choose to be free. I want to be made well. I don't want things to stay the same. I want your best for me. Come on, it's got to be in your own words. You got to declare, I'm willing to die to what I want most, that your plan will manifest in my lifetime. Come on, pray it. Come on, open up your mouth. Let the atmosphere be filled with that. It's going to happen for you. It's taking place right now. Glory to God. We're returning to the stronghold. He said, my, my house will be a house of prayer for all nations. Come on, open up your mouth. This is the stronghold. This is the moment. And you've got a word. You're a prisoner of hope. And you've got to declare, I'm rising up. I'm rising up. Now declare this with me, this prayer of de deliverance. Yes, the blood will never lose its power. Thank you. Lord, I need you to take authority over this, Lord. Break this spirit. The Lord who chose Jerusalem rebuke you, Satan. You've got to come off of them now in the name of Jesus. Declare this with me. 
God. God. Elohim. Elohim. Yahweh. Yahweh. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I give you praise. I give you praise. For your divine enablement. For your divine enablement. I thank God. I thank God. Because his grace. Because his grace. Is sufficient for me. Is sufficient for me. At all times. At all times. He gives me confidence. He gives me confidence. To face every moment. To face every moment. And I believe. And I believe. And confess. And confess. That the anointing. That the anointing. Of the Holy Spirit. Of the Holy Spirit. To remove. To remove. Blindness. Blindness. Bondage. Bondage. And destroy. And destroy. Yokes. Yokes. Lives in me. Lives in me. Come on, stay with me. Through me, Through me the, joy of the, Lord the joy of the Lord is released, is released to those who lack it. To those who lack I, it. Am I am anointed to subdue nations, to subdue nations for, God. for God. The power of God, power of lives, God. In me lives in me to withstand, to withstand the, evil the evil gadgets of the enemy. Of the enemy. By, faith, By faith, I confess. I that the anointing of God, anointing of God makes, the makes the difference in my ministry. In my ministry. Therefore, Therefore, I am anointed, I am anointed to, bring to bring good news to those, to those who, are who are in need and to set free, and to set free people, people in emotional prisons. I rebuke the spirit of blindness. Now, in the name of Jesus, I plead the blood on my mind, on my ministry, on my family, in the name of Jesus. I declare the Lord who chose Jerusalem, rebuke you, Satan. Get out of my life. Get out of my home. Now. In Jesus' name, I claim my inheritance and my birthright. In Jesus' name, everything that comes against me, now I meet with the word of God. In Jesus' name, I declare I am blessed and highly favored. Now praise him like an only child. Praise them like you got the blessing. Praise them like it's already done. Lift up your hands one more time, please. Now, Father, I pray over everyone that is listening, the spirit of dimness to be lifted off. In the name of Jesus. I plead the blood over them. In the name of Jesus, that now, Lord, you would loose that woman. Oh, Sheikh of our Sunday. Loose her and set her free. Man, be free in Jesus' name. I declare your ministry free now in Jesus', hey, in Jesus name. Fear, get off of their life in Jesus' name. Depression out in Jesus' name. Oppression out in Jesus' name. Every demonic spirit, every spirit of lust, every spirit of lack, every spirit 
of rebellion out in Jesus' name. Now, Lord, let creativity, let life, let freedom flow in the name of Jesus. Oh, I feel it, I feel it. It's happening, it's happening, it's happening. The atmosphere is pregnant with possibilities. In the name of Jesus, I thank you, God, for healing that is taking place now. I thank you for promotion that coming neither from the east or the west, but from God. I thank you that prescriptions are being now canceled in Jesus' name. And we thank you for the blood of Jesus. Oh, God. Oh, God. And we purpose to give you all the glory, all the honor, and all the praise. Because as a result of this prayer, we are no longer stuck, but moving forward. Faith forward. In Jesus' name. If you receive it, come on, praise him like you believe. Oh, come on, praise him like you believe. Praise him like you receive it. Praise him like it's already done. Praise him. Yet the devil's mother-in-law will get angry and upset. Wow! Come on, on the count of three, shout yes. One, two, three. Yes! For those of you that are here as we get ready to give the benediction, you know, I want to thank you for, come on, sit down one more time, please. I want to thank you for what you've been doing to keep these broadcasts going. I want to thank you for not only sewing online at info at newhopechurch.live, but all of you here, because we're in a new reality, the only way that we're able to keep not only the work going, but also continue to invest in the food bank that we've been giving and and online portals that we've been operating in and doing freedom session and so many things that have been going on outside of the, the view of the, the general public. It's because we have said, and we've driven a line in the sand and said this is an essential service. And we've not just eaten our seed, but we've sown our seed. Because as long as the earth remains, there'll be seed, time, and harvest. And because of that, we're seeing a harvest of blessings come in. There's been so many miracles. We've been seeing people come out of hospitals. We've been seeing people come out of difficulty. And I thank you for being online faithfully because you're a part of this congregation as well. But I ask you, help us continue to make this possible to more people, not only in Canada, but around the world. Our congregation has grown, and we're grateful to God for what he is doing, not only in this year, but in the days to come. So thank you again. As we receive this benediction, will you stand with me one more time? Come on, give him praise one more time. One more time as we get ready to go. Come on, you prisoners of hope. Praise God. And receive this benediction according to Numbers 6 and 26 in Ephesians 3 and 20. This is how the Lord said you are to bless the children of Israel, to bless Zion. The Lord bless you. The Lord keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up the light of his countenance upon you and grant you his shalom, his peace. For it is unto him that we give all the glory. 
who's able to do exceedingly and abundantly above all that we could ask, think, or imagine according to the power that is working within us. To him be the glory in the church. Yeshua HaMashiach Elohim, Jesus Christ of Nazareth, to all generations. And against every retaliation, reprisal, or comeback of any demonic, dark, or even malficient spirit, we come against it in the name of Jesus. And we cover your finances, your health, your family, and everything that is dear in your heart under the precious blood. And it's in Jesus' name we fall back behind the King of kings and the Lord of lords, and we move faith forward. In Jesus' name, and the people of God said, Come on, give him a praise one more time. One more time, one more time.